For all your swimming pool needs in the greater Houston, Texas area, whether you need a new pool, repairs, remodels, regular service, inspections, Heritage Pools does it all. Give them a call today at 281-896-5061. Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and thanks for listening here on the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm your host, Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, looking forward to having another episode here today and for all of you to be able to listen to it. So uh, thanks for being with us all year this year, and let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. Now, normally we... uh, we have a couple episodes each week with a Tuesday episode and a Thursday episode. The Tuesday one focusing on uh, music usually and our Thursday one focusing on sports. Well, this week we didn't have a guest for uh, our music episode. And there were still some things developing in the music scene that I really wanted to talk about. As well as we were on the road yesterday uh, attending the Texas a basketball game. So I figured it would just be better to go ahead. And while that was all fresh in uh, my mind today... Wanted to go ahead and make an episode on Wednesday that would uh, cover both topics in detail. And that's what we're going to do today. We'll also look ahead in the uh, Aggie basketball schedule. Uh, maybe preview a little bit of Aggie baseball as uh, I think that's a positive thing coming up for Aggies to, to be excited about. As well as what else is going on in the music scene. Uh, and so again, thanks for listening and let's get into today's episode. So I want to start off uh, talking talking red dirt music slash texas music and uh there was this this week there's been there's been a little bit of drama going on in the texas music scene in in the red dirt scene and usually uh these independent artists these smaller artists sometimes uh, a lot of times you know everyone just wants everyone to be successful and there's usually not a whole lot of drama or beef it's not like uh i don't know in in the rap scene and in other music scenes a lot of times you have artists that are so like violently competitive with each other calling one another out all the time saying one's better than the other blah 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 well with independent artists smaller artists typically they all respect one another and everybody wants everybody to be successful and that's really all it is well uh we had something that appeared to be uh something serious at first but kind of came out in the end being all right but what happened is actually one of our former guests here on the podcast rich o'toole uh kind of he kind of called out zach bryan a little bit and if you know zach bryan he's he's big right now you know he's he's really uh kind of gone viral here in the past few months um growing a lot in popularity and what happened was the uh the popular show on paramount network yellowstone uh aired an episode and following the air of the episode, which uh, on the episode, Zach Bryan was actually in the episode, uh, from what I understand, as well as there was a Flatland Cavalry song played on the episode. But they tend to feature a lot of uh, a lot of Texas music, a lot of Red Dirt music, and uh, music like that that is popular here in Texas or on the Red Dirt scene. 
and they kind of expose it to to the uh, to the masses to where some of these people who have never heard of these big artists here in Texas and on the Red Dirt scene uh, and have maybe only heard of the the bigger artists that they're hearing on the radio get a chance to listen to some great music while they're watching uh, a phenomenal show. Which, by the way, I recommend Yellowstone if you haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm actually a little behind on the show. I have several of them saved on the DVR. I'm probably almost the whole season behind, but I know those first few seasons were really incredible and that everyone is still enjoying the show just as much. Kevin Costner, um, one of the main people in there as well, that's really well acted, really well written on uh, on Paramount Network. And, of course, there's a lot of great uh, music on there. But anyway, getting back to where, where the uh, whole incident occurred, Following the episode, uh, Rich O'Toole sends out a tweet, and again, um, Zach Bryan appeared on the episode uh, playing a show, I, th- I believe, on the episode that pe- that the characters were watching, and so uh, Rich O'Toole, he sends out the following tweet, and the, the tweet, it said, I'm a giant fan of Yellowstone, but tonight I heard one of my songs on the program by Zach Bryan. The lead line is identical to mine, and I would love some answers. Love, Zach, but thank you. And then he put a link to his song uh, titled Take My Heart. And, uh, of course, this immediately stirs up uh, people, uh, his fan base, and uh, to a larger extent, Zach Bryan's fan base. And uh, Zach Bryan's fans kind of went in on him and were... uh, we're calling him out saying, oh, this is ridiculous. Do you really think he would do this? They're going so far as to call Rich O'Toole, you know, worthless, blah, 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 being pretty brutal to him. And if you think about it, I mean, Rich here, he's just like, hey, this song sounds like mine. Just wondering why. That's all he really said. Um, and But I will say, I think, I think the main issue here is that something like this comes up, I, I don't think he should have been one to to publicly put it on blast. Um, I think that's something where he should maybe reach out to reach out to Zach first to try to settle that privately, to talk to him privately about it. Uh, if he's actually concerned that maybe he took something from him. Uh, but it, it progressed, interestingly, uh, to where uh, Zach Bryan... Posted a video of him and his friend riding around blasting that uh, Rich O'Toole song and head bobbing. And then they kind of like playfully went back and forth on Twitter about it. I think in the end, it ended with uh, actually with just positive publicity for both of them. Uh, they said there's no such thing as uh, as bad publicity. And uh, in that on that note, Rich O'Toole, he uh, he tweeted something. I believe it was today showing that he'd gotten about 10,000 additional streams on the song that really didn't have a whole lot of streams before. So it makes you wonder if maybe it was all just a thing just to get him some streams. But it uh, all because of that tweet, you know, people are looking up his song going, oh my gosh, does it really sound like it? You know, and then they find out, hmm, <laughs> you know, kind of. But it also sounds like this other song from the 80s, and it also sounds like this song, right? A lot of music can sound similar, and that's his genre. And I believe Zach Bryan is one of those people who will tell you that. He gets criticized a lot of times for trying to sound like uh, like Tyler Childers. And that that's his genre. That's what, um, that's what Donnie Van Slee was saying the other day when he was uh, on here as well. He 
in his songs, a lot of times tries to imitate what Zach Bryan uh, sounds like. He even wrote an entire song based off of Headed South, right? And uh, told Zach Bryan about it. And Zach Bryan was like, yeah, you're right. That's a genre. So, I mean, um, I don't think Zach Bryan had any bad intentions. I don't think uh, Richard O'Toole really did either. I think he was just curious like how he came up with the idea. Uh, having talked to Rich... I don't think he's one of those guys. I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that. I don't think Zach's a bad guy either. And I think um, I'm pretty sure that they talked early on after after that tweet. And then it was all just kind of fun and games on Twitter afterwards to rile up the fan bases and just bring attention to both of them. Because in the end, I mean, that's, that's all you want, right? Is to get the attention on your music. And uh, yeah, so I think it was cool. Zach Bryan eventually tweeted out, you know, saying, hey, like, back off we're just having fun and then reach out to his fans and Richard tool kind of went along with it but it was just interesting seeing you know some of that kind of beef on the uh, red dirt scene on the texas music scene uh that we that we don't normally see right that, that's usually reserved for other genres but to see it in this genre it, it was unique and it was it was definitely interesting um but yeah so so in other news um Parker McCollum pulled his first two albums off of Spotify and they weren't off for long. I'm looking now they are back on, but, um, for about a week, maybe a little less, uh, limestone kid and the limestone kid and probably wrong were nowhere to be found on uh, Spotify streaming. And I'm not really sure what happened there, especially given the fact that they are, um, back, on Spotify now, and they remained on Apple Music throughout the whole thing, so it makes you think maybe it was just a Spotify issue, but I know uh, I, for one, was pretty nervous. I'm a big Parker McCollum fan, so seeing, you know, two uh, whole catalogs worth of music, two, those two major albums, probably wrong, and the Limestone Kid not being there was kind of like, oh, dang, like, those are some of his best. <laughs> those are some of my favorite, but yeah, you know, uh, they're back now, so it's all good. And yeah, so that'll that's your uh, Texas music and red dirt news for the week. And uh, now let's uh, let's see if we can transition over into Aggie basketball. Alrighty, and uh, it's time to talk Aggie basketball and Aggie sports in general. And today to help us talk Aggie basketball, I'm going to call up. Uh, I'm going to call up our good friend Joey Mungo, former president of Reed Rowdies and a good friend of mine. He's He's been on here a few times. We're going to call him up and uh, see, see get his, I want to hear his input as well. But uh, I was in Reed Arena yesterday. Uh, me and the fiance went out there and uh, took, a, uh, took a look at the Aggie basketball team. And uh, it, it was disappointing. It was sloppy. Um definitely sloppy I think is the right word because uh, I saw some flashy highlight plays but then I saw some boneheaded mistakes as well and uh, I'm interested to see what what Joey thinks about it too all right go ahead and uh I got Joey Mungo here with me how you doing Joey man I'm just sad <laughs> that's accurate <laughs> ba- basketball has been making me sad recently between the Aggies and the Mavericks we want to talk about the Mavericks right now but a lot of sadness all around for me. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, going out there yesterday too, it's just sad because like we're capable of success and I think the players are capable of success, but it's just not happening <laughs> because yeah, I'm seeing these highlight plays like, you know, alley-oops behind the back passes and stuff. But then like the next play, we're like missing a layup or allowing a wide open layup on defense. Yeah, that's what that's what pisses me off the most. I'm on Twitter looking at highlights that, you know, our our social media team are, is posting, and they're like, "Wow, Showtime Aggies!" I'm like, "Yeah, well, the Showtime Aggies are losing to Wofford right now, and yeah, uh, we're, we're we're kind of just being like outcompeted in all our games. It feels like, yeah, which you know, Buzz is supposed to be the guy that makes that not happen. We're not supposed to get outworked. That's supposed to be our identity. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not supposed to be flashy either. We're supposed to be like, you know, just gritty and gritty and good. And it's like, yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> so which one is it? You know, we, if we don't have an identity, then, then what are we? <laughs> uh, I, I thought Buzz put it best in his post game press conference. Like we're the better team for 31 minutes, but those nine minutes were like the team just does whatever, turns the ball over. Yeah. It's it's just like that's where we lose it. Yeah, and I'm looking back here um, at the box score as well. You, Wade, Wade Taylor had a solid game, um, but it was just the – All right, so I lost you for a minute, but um, I, we got Joey back now, guys. Um and I'm looking at the box score for the um, for us. And I mean, it looked like Wade Taylor had a pretty solid game. Looking back at the box score, I mean, the eye test, you know, it just everything just sucked because we lost. But I'm no, trying to Wade look had back. A good game. Wade, Wade, Wade was like one of the bright spots of the game for sure. You know, twenty points. He's doing his job. Yeah, seven for eleven for the field. Twenty points. He had the three assists. You know, pretty solid game. And one thing I will say, uh, we. We played a clean game as far as we did not foul a lot. They didn't have many opportunities for the free throw line. Um, Unlike Memphis. <laughs> yeah, so I noticed they're like, but it but it was almost like they overcorrected because we didn't really play any defense. They, I saw a lot of wide open layups like where they should have fouled. I would have rather us foul there and make them have to earn the points instead of have a wide open layup. So it's just finding that balance. Of, of playing. Yeah, it's clean. it's just. <laughs> I think there's just there's I mean there's a few players I'm just sick of on this team. Yeah, and like should I name names of who I'm sick of? I mean, go for it. You can you can name them. Yeah, like Andre Gordon. Please, I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> what? You don't want to see him ever? Well. Again. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Every time I watch him, I just feel frustrated. Well, I can I understand that. I mean, his play, <laughs> like, his play's been a little frustrating this year. I mean, with regards to last year, year. no, it's it, it, this is like a, a pattern amongst years, and I'm just like, I every single year, I'm like, this is the year, Andre Gordon. Yeah, and 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 it just never works out. It never seems to work out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh. There's maybe there's some other guys who maybe deserve some more minutes that have been playing better, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of 
how the minutes are distributed as well. I mean, this kind of goes back to goes back to last year where Buzz kind of has like two groups of five. He likes to just rotate. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't like that. You need to have the right the right lineup to where the players that play well together are on the court together instead of just like <laughs> two like starters and back. It's just not gonna work. Like you can't do platoon swapping. It's not. Gonna well, he also work. tries to split like our good players between both those like teams, like the maroon team and the white team or whatever. I think is what he calls them, right? So like, you know, a guy like Henry Coleman is not gonna be starting, but he's still gonna get you know, starter type minutes. Yeah. It just doesn't make much sense. I looking at the minutes right now, I'm looking at the box board. That is exactly right. Cause you have Dennis Radford, Taylor, and then Coleman all with like 20 plus minutes. And then everyone else has less. (laughs) Um, and then Hefner's got 18 cause he's a significant role player off the bench. Marble with 19. I think marble could use some more minutes. Um, but I don't know. That's that's my. I don't know. He's been kind of frustrating to watch. Like I feel like I there, we should expect so much more of him. And you know he he's a new player to the program. It's hard to be overly harsh on him. But we're getting really close to conference play. I think we open against Florida in the new year. Yeah, and, and... <laughs> I'm just like I'm scared for that game because. <laughs> I mean, they're they're a tough team to open up conference play against. I mean, they're always you know an above average team in the SEC. Well, also like you know losing to Wofford doesn't do much for your for your confidence. Losing to Wofford, <laughs> losing to Memphis, losing to uh, well, whoever the hell we lost to in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, but I I, I looked at some statistics about Wofford as a school. The, um, they their enrollment is I think about. 1400 students <laughs> and it's just like wow like we lost to a high school <laughs> yeah that doesn't make you feel any better brian <laughs> yeah i don't think that's gonna make you feel any better huh no it makes me even more pissed off <laughs> well yeah it's just and i'm i'm to the point now where i'm scared for baseball season because if you think about it we were so positive going into the football season, and look what happened. And we were so yeah, positive no. going into the basketball season, and look what happened. And now we have baseball. We're ranked. Oh, I just saw something the other day. Aggies ranked in top four preseason poll for baseball. I'm like, oh, no. So that means we're probably going to lose, like, I don't know what the schedule is. I assume <laughs> we always play, like, Fordham to open up the year, don't we? Yes. But so we're it's probably gonna lose year, to Fordham or something. Ah, uh, yeah. This year it's like it's not Fordham, but it's another like Fordham type school. <laughs> it's like Fordham and University of Illinois Chicago, like the two teams we always play. It seems like. Yeah, well, I think the Fordham one was because I think our old coach had like a relationship with their coach or something. Was why we would always play Fordham because otherwise it wouldn't have made any sense, right, to play them. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, that the baseball season breaks the trend of disappointment that we've experienced this year as Aggie sports fans. But my battered Aggie syndrome tells me that it won't. <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> but um, looking, yeah, just we gotta wait till till February before baseball season even starts. So we have plenty more basketball to suffer through first. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the positive spin though. Last year we had a rough stretch. Buzz did turn it around. If he can turn it around about when conference play starts, we can still salvage this year just fine. 
Yeah, that's my so um if if we can, you know, get our shit together, um our acts together, I'll edit out that part if I decide not to make it explicit. Um <laughs> if we get uh, our act together by the time conference play starts, and you say we can't establish a season, I mean, is it is it unrealistic to say that we could still make the tournament with a solid performance in conference? <laughs> We certainly made our lives a lot tougher, though. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not just like one or two losses in non conference that are bad. It's, you know, uh, we have a, let's see, let me just count it up real quick. Uh, One, yeah. We got like two and a half, three bad losses, and maybe four, depending on how you count it. I don't know how you count it. And then one or two okay losses because we're six and five. I mean, it's like, it's not. Not late, oh, not great. It's like hard. Like I don't know how you count Colorado and Boise State's like a crapshoot. I don't know enough about Boise State to really know if they're good or bad. Memphis, I guess, is not a terrible loss, but I mean, come on, we should be. Well, yeah, Colorado Memphis. and Bo- Colorado and Boise State were, co- or I don't know if you consider that <laughs> good or bad. I mean, it's bad because we lost both games, but Colorado smoked us. But Colorado's also like had some bad losses, as but well they as beat Tennessee. Wins. They beat Tennessee. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just, it, you, it's hard to really figure out what Colorado is at this point in the season. They got a, they got a lot to prove and figure out on their own. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why um, teams decide to have, like, the best shooting nights of their lives against us, too. Like, when we played Boise State and they were just, they shot, like, 70% from three. Do we just not guard the three? Is that a problem? That was, that was Murray State as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, so I think I I think there's um, a question to be had about Buzz's style of defense because um, I noticed yesterday we were trapping like a lot, which in situations where it didn't really make sense to trap where we would just double a guy like while they're in the half court for what seemed like no reason. And they pass out of it for a wide open layup. And I'm like, uh, but, and then, you know, we would get an opportunity to wide open layup and would miss it. So it's just, it was just really sloppy. And that's just not something that I'm used to seeing from our team. We're, We're supposed to be a fundamentally sound team that, you know, doesn't, do anything too fancy and what I saw yesterday was us doing things that were fancy and no fundamentals it just doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah to speak on the the trapping part I, th- I think part of that part of that comes from well at least the theory is we rotate we have a deeper bench and we rotate more than other teams therefore we have the energy to do that but like you said I don't think discipline is quite there to execute that style of defense. And that's why we see so many of these wide open layups and threes happening. Mm -hmm. And then I'm seeing like some guys playing almost, I don't know. I don't know if it's selfish or if it's just an honest mistake, but it's like, I'm seeing like three guys trying to grab the same rebound, which, you know, might just be that they're all like, you know, eager to, to get the rebound to help the team, but it's like you got They need to figure out a way to communicate out there so they're not all like yesterday. I'm seeing multiple people go out for the same rebound, run into each other, and then we lose the ball. <laughs> I, think, of, I think that's just Buzz's <laughs> style again. Like he wants everyone crashing the board, hustling, crashing the boards. Like you know, you know, you want everyone diving on the football, even when the play is dead in, in football. That's like 
that's buzz style of coaching right there. Yeah, and I mean, I did see a lot of, I did still see a lot of that yesterday. People were diving, you know, at the sideline trying to get the. So like, the effort is there, it, but it's just the execution is not. <laughs> yeah, and you bring up great points. Like, you still gotta have good communication. Like, you know, you're not. This isn't <laughs> the the NFL where it's just a bunch of dog piles. You know, it's still. You know, you gotta have a little bit of more finesse when it comes to basketball. It's, it's a yeah. little bit more of a precise and beautiful game than than the brutality of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, SEC basketball sometimes still still is a little well. <laughs> well, yeah, we we know uh, our, our friend Colin. He loves that one clip of it's like South Carolina versus yeah. like <laughs> Arkansas or something or Ole Miss maybe. Yeah, where there's like you know it's... ten straight possessions of turnovers. <laughs> oh my god, they're like dunking off the back iron and stuff. It's glorious. <laughs> Yep, it's just it's well, you know, but I mean the the conference on the rise. Alabama's looking solid this year. Kentucky's good as always. So it's like <laughs> Tennessee's good, but but there's still those teams like us <laughs> that are just trying to trying to uh, get there still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we can get some good wins in conference, that'll certainly help us balance out some of our missteps in non-conference play and hopefully we don't lose what is it eight in a row or something like that lose what we lost what eight in a row last year in conference oh yeah yeah we had that that was really what there what kept us out of the tournament last year because we had such a strong run at the end of the season but the committee was like well yeah but you also lost eight at this point so we're not gonna put you in <laughs> That was their argument. That was everyone's argument. It was like, yeah, but you sucked at this point in the year, so yeah. we can't put you in. <laughs> and which seemed a little unfair, but we'll we'll move on from that. But um, I just really hope that you know we can beat Northwestern State on the on the twenty seventh. I mean, to lose. Yeah, we got. We gotta go for the demon sweep. We beat the blue demons. Now we gotta beat the regular demons. Yeah, I mean, to to lose Northwestern State would be would be pretty rough. Uh, it is also fan appreciation night, so I don't think the fans will be very appreciative if, uh, like, the tickets are free to that one. So if you're around College Station in any way, go because from what I hear, it's free for everyone to the public. That's how they're showing their appreciation. It's like they just made the tickets free, so uh, no excuse not to go. Right? It's I'd rather them win to show fan appreciation. Yeah, you know, I, you know that that would currently all, all the fans are pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they were. Um, I was sitting by a bunch they of were, old ads, and they will uh... <laughs> be if, if play continues this way. Yeah, no, I was I was sitting by a bunch of uh, old ads, um, and. Uh, they were not happy, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, they were they they were yelling at Buzz, and uh, <laughs> there's not a lot to be happy about in Aggieland, right? Yeah, now. it's just a tough situation. Um, but yeah, a lot of frustration. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, you know, and I'm sitting oh. there like, well, you're kind of right. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Which is rare because I find basketball IQ in Aggieland to be even lower than football IQ. Which yeah, it's saying something because yeah. our fans do not know football very well. Well, yeah, I mean, the second uh, any of our quarterbacks have ever thrown an interception, they're like, "Oh, put it in the next guy." You know, we're just very gung ho. I think is the problem. <laughs> our fan base, at least, they'll be like, "Oh, he's terrible." 
any any time yeah. anyone makes a mistake, they're immediately terrible, and they need to for sure be removed. <laughs> but that's that's what you get from having a large fan base, though, too. In a place as big as Eggland. But thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time, Joey, to join us here on the podcast today. Oh yeah, I'm um, always ready to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, well. You know, sometimes sometimes we need the angry analysis, and I think that's what we needed today. So, so um, well, this will be our last episode before before Christmas. Yep. So, we'll see y'all again next week on the Red Dirt Ag Show, and maybe Joey will be back. Maybe he won't. I don't know yet, but we'll let you know then. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> This episode of the Red Dirt Aggie Show was presented by Heritage Pools. Give them a call at 281-896-5061 today.